Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Somebody say, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Man, thank God for the everlasting God. Can you say amen? amen? You know, it almost inspires me to to preach on it. <laughs> wow, what are the odds, huh? <clears throat> hey, just, bef- just before, you know, some, some of you realize this about me, that I have a little bit of a warped sense of humor sometimes. <clears throat> so if this is too warped, you'll just have to forgive me, but I'm going to tell a couple of cannibal jokes anyway. <clears throat> Two cannibals were eating supper. One says to the other, your wife makes great soup. The other responds, yeah, but I sure am going to miss her. (laughs) Cannibal Cannibal husband to wife. I don't like your mother. Wife to husband. Try the potatoes. I needed a a cymbal drum roll or something. Okay, on to more spiritual things. Somebody say, on to more spiritual things. Yeah, that was uh, pretty vocal. (laughs) Okay. You know, I, I am a pastor, so I think about God a lot. That's a good thing for a pastor to do, isn't it? And, and one of the things I've been thinking about God is how he, he doesn't live by a calendar or a clock. Amen. Now, I do. I, 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 it's rare for me to go through. Now, I know some of you uh, retired folk, you may kind of lose track of, of days being retired, but, you know, I, I am, I'm not... And I, I've got uh, appointments in my calendar. If I don't put it down and reminders on my iPhone, if I don't have a reminder about a certain time to do a certain thing, then I just space it. So I, I count on uh, calendars. And it's rare for me to go through the course of a day without knowing what time it is within about 15 minutes or so. I pretty much can tell you what, because time is pretty important in my life. God, though, tonight lives outside of time. Now, this is really one of the most mind-blowing aspects about God being God. He doesn't live by clocks or watches or calendars. And I know some of us might be thinking, you know, well, that's why maybe he seems to be late sometimes in my life. But, you know, God is never late. He's always on time with the things he's doing in our lives, even though we may feel like he's late. He isn't ever late in our lives and what he's doing, but he doesn't live inside of time. God lives in the past and the present and the future all at the same time. He is the only one who can actually literally say, been there, done that. God dwells in eternity, and it's beyond time. 
The Bible refers to him as the everlasting God. We see this in, in Genesis chapter 21, verse 33. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and they're called on the name of the Lord. One of the names of the Lord is the everlasting God. Now this name, everlasting God, is in the English is translated from the Hebrew name El Olam. El Olam or the everlasting God. Now I want you to say this with me tonight. El Olam or the everlasting God. That word El, El means God, and Olam means everlasting. So he is the everlasting God. Now, I want to give you some definitions about Olam or everlasting. It's described as perpetual, evermore, always, eternity, continuance, eternal, at any time, the vanishing point. Terrible movie. Don't ever watch it. Generally, time out of mind, past or future. Olam is both an unending expanse of space and time, indicating the limitless dimensions in which God's sovereignty is displayed. Now, that's a pretty intense definition, isn't it? And I wanted to give those definitions because they really sounded cool. But basically, El Olam means that God lives outside of time and space. He is the everlasting God. In Psalm 90, verse 1 and 2, the psalmist writes, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. God is always in our past in our present, and in our future. And the reality is, he's in our past, our present, and our future all at the same time. I know, it's kind of mind-blowing. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is El Olam the everlasting God. Isn't that wonderful? Say it again. El Olam, the everlasting God. <clears throat> he lives outside of time. Now, now, just so you know, <clears throat> I'm not sharing all of this just to try to sound cool or, or heavy, you know. <clears throat> As I was preparing, you know, I, it kind of reminds me of, of something you know about this with God, uh, living outside of time, almost kind of reminds me of something somebody smoking uh, pot would say, you know, hey man, check this out, you know, God dwells outside of time. <clears throat> but <clears throat> that's not my purpose in sharing this tonight, just to kind of blow our minds. Knowing this will really help us. 
And my point in bringing this up is to let us know and encourage us all tonight, he's got us covered. He was there in our past, he's with us in our now, and he will be there in our future. God was there in our past. Wonderful portion of scripture in Jeremiah chapter one, verse four and five, it says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. This is one of the best and greatest statements by God about the right to life. We are on his mind, listen, before we are ever conceived, we are on his mind. And now that is a mind blower, isn't it? Somebody go, you just blew my mind. <clears throat> a couple of you did that, okay, that's all right. Hard audience tonight. There, there, are, there are no accidents here in this building. We were all planned by God, he was there in our past. And if we look back on it, we can see and know that he was there in our past, drawing us to himself. I know as I look back on my life and how I came to Christ, oh, God's totally set me up. My senior year in high school, after several months, maybe a month, I dropped out. Not one of my brightest ideas. Dropped out of high school my senior year. I would encourage you if you're here and hearing my voice or if you hear this online, don't do it. Stay in high school. Get your diploma. But I dropped out my senior year. I was messed up in my mind and I, I uh, worked jobs for a couple of months, get enough money, come out to Arizona, backpack like a good hippie and then go back and earn some more money. And anyway, the summer after I had dropped out of high school, I was in Williams, Arizona. I was with some other good, well, bad hippies. And, uh, and, and uh, I wanted to get a job in Williams with the uh, Forest Service on a road crew. Uh, there were uh, fire hazards at that time, so they were blocking roads into the forest land. And so I wanted a job. Uh, with the Forest Service, and, and, but you had to have a high school diploma or equivalent of that. And so I, I drove into Flagstaff, went to the University of Northern Arizona, took the GED, passed it, went back to Williams. I didn't get the job, but I got my GED. <laughs> Ended up going back to Alabama, I was there for some months, and and uh, December comes along and I decide, man, I need to do something with my life, get things kind of going. And so in December, listen, I plan on, on going, I just decide I'm gonna go to college in Flagstaff, <laughs> all the way back across country in Arizona. I like Arizona and so I thought I'd go. But the problem was, it was only several weeks before the, the next uh, uh, semester started and I had missed enrollment. I called the uh, 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 guidance counselor who had administered the exam uh, for me. I remember his name, and Dr. Fredericks. And God used him 
to pull some strings. He pulled some, he said, you've already missed enrollment. But he said, let me see what I can do. And he pulled some strings. And, and several weeks later, I had driven across the country again, got into Flagstaff, into school. Three weeks later, I was all in the classes, but still messed up in my mind. One night, I cried out to God. And I said, God, I don't know what to do. You need to send somebody to talk to me and tell me what I need to do. Two days later, a pastor by the name of Ron Jones came walking up to me in my little dumpy trailer court and passed me a gospel track. I didn't know what that was at the time. I looked at it and and uh, he was talking to me, witnessing to me, shared with me. And uh, that night went to a gospel rock concert. He preached, pulled an altar call, never heard of there was any such animal before, but I was in it now and asking me to raise my hand. You need to get saved, raise your hand. I know you're here. And I thought, I know you know I'm here. You talked to me just this morning. And I held out and held out, but finally raised my hand because I knew that I had prayed. Asked God to send somebody to talk to me. He had answered my prayer, sent somebody to talk to me. Now he's preaching, telling me, need to get saved. And guess what? That night I got saved. And the grace of God touched my life. He set me up, and there's so many other things that are too numerous to even list all out. And what God did brought this little southern boy all the way from Alabama and set me. See, I'm still southern. I'm just southwestern. I don't really care for that part of the country anymore except my family. I like them. and some other folk back there. But anyway, I, I, I'm more conditioned to this part of the country because I'm in the will of God. God set me up, brought me across country, pulled strings for me to get in the university and brought me to a place where a guy could share with me and turn my heart to where I would respond. I responded, and you know what? The everlasting God was there in my past. He was there in our past, wasn't he? And he drew us. To himself. Jeremiah 31 3 says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you. You see, God is an everlasting God. He's El Olam, the everlasting God, and the everlasting God has an everlasting love, and that's why we're here tonight, because he drew us to himself. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus to come into your life. I want you to know you're not here by accident. You're here by God's divine plan so you can hear about how much he loves you and he's drawn you to this place tonight. Maybe you've been away from God. God has drawn you to this place tonight where you can hear how much he loves you, cares about you, died and rose again for you. And tonight he is El Olam, the everlasting God with an everlasting love. Wow. That's awesome. That's wonderful. We need to remember what he's done in our past. Psalm 57 verse 10 says, for great is your love reaching into the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. He's been faithful to us, hadn't he? Psalm 52, verse 9, I will praise you forever because you've done it. Done what? 
what, what we needed him to do, he did it. He's done it. Say, you've done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name, for it is good. This word that's used here, good, literally means, and, and God's name being good, means literally God's name has a good reputation. And to us that are here tonight, his name has a good reputation, doesn't it? Uh, it's never been tainted. People may try to uh, taint it, but to us who have been born again, who know and have seen that God has stirred our lives and drawn us to himself, his name tonight has a great reputation. Say, you've got a good reputation, God. Hebrews 10.32 says, but call to remembrance the former days. You see, when we remember how El Olam, the everlasting God, has been there in our past, we'll have a confidence for what he's going to do in our now. Because he's the everlasting God. He was there in our past, and he's with us in our now. Say this with me. He was there in my past. And he's with me in my now. It's good for us to know that God's a now God. <laughs> he's a now God. Say now God. <laughs> that was wonderful. When God spoke to Moses about going into Egypt to free the Hebrews, Moses asked, who shall I say has sent me? And God spoke back to him, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Not I was or could have been just back sometime. I'm, I'm, in other words, God wasn't saying, I'm just a God of history. I was a God of history. I was there in your past, uh, but I am also a now God. I am not just going to be someday in the sweet, sweet by and by, but I am. God is. He is tonight the great I am. He is a current God. He's a present God. This is one of my favorite portions of Scripture in the Bible. I know I say that a lot. I've got a bunch of them, but this is one of them. God is our refuge. Listen, let these words soak right into your soul tonight. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. What? We're not going <laughs> to, even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, we're not going to be afraid. No. Why? Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. That means Think about it. Selah. Think about it. Think about it tonight. God is our refuge. He's a very present help in trouble. And we can be still, literally, be calm. How? Because he's God. He's a now God. Be calm and know. What do we need to know? That he is God. And he is with us. Know 
that I am God. Be calm and know that I am God. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> now, I know that there are a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on in people's lives and our lives tonight. I got some stuff going on in my life. Can you believe it? Stuff going on in our life. Uh, troubling stuff sometimes. But tonight, in, in this place, we've worshiped God. Didn't you sense the presence of God? And maybe sometimes because of the things crowding in, it can be difficult. But I want to declare to you right now, maybe you've been battling through the whole day and even up to this point. I want to encourage you tonight. Be calm. You say, how can I be calm if you only knew what I was going through? Oh, listen, God knows because he was there and came through for you in the past. And listen, he's a now God. He's a very present help in trouble. Hallelujah. He's a now God. And we can be calm and know, he says, I am. <laughs> he is. Say he is. You are. Say you are. You're God. When we feel stressed about what's going on in our lives or weak or worn down, he's the everlasting God. This is a good portion of scripture here. Look at this. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. And he poses a question. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, El Olam, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Look, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk, not faint. I, I pray tonight that we can sense the strength of these verses. The everlasting God, El Olam, he doesn't ever get weak. He never gets weary. We get weary. We get weak sometimes. We get burned out, stressed out. But in those times, we have a promise. We can come to the everlasting God and know that as we wait upon him, he'll renew our strength. Hallelujah. Woo, man. Oh, I'm, I almost feel the preach in me tonight. <laughs> I don't know if you picked that up or not yet. Wow, that is awesome. God's word is awesome. He is the everlasting God, El Olam. There have been times in all of our lives where we have, have been weary, felt like we were fainting. You ever... You ever, the Bible says so sometimes, don't be weary or faint in your minds. <laughs> in the New Testament, don't be, don't faint in your mind. You ever passed out in your own mind? I have several times. It's like you're standing up on the outside, but on the inside you went, oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? There are those here that have been in those times, and I have, where I was 
weary, faint, passed out in my mind, stressed out. But then everlasting God comes through and renews our strength. We may have thought, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but he comes through and strengthens us and lifts us up, and we know I'm going to make it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to be all right, because God is here in my now. But you know what? He's going to also, because he's the everlasting God, he'll be with us in our future. Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He was, he is, and he is to come. He was there in our past, wasn't he? We believe he's with us in our now. And you know what? He's going to be with us in our tomorrow. I want you to say this with me tonight. He was there in my past. He's with me in my now. And he'll be with me in my tomorrow. For any of us who have ever wondered, will God be with me or be there for me in my future or my tomorrow, I have an answer for you. He's already there because he's the everlasting God. He's El Olam. He was, he is, and he is to come. He's already in our future. He's got, he's got, it, he's got it worked out. Isn't that wonderful? Now, see, this is why the Bible states things as if they are already finished when they are still in process. Hebrews chapter 2, 8 and 9, these are unusual. It says, you are talking about Jesus and God the Father to Jesus. You have put all things under, in subjection under his feet. This is God the Father has put all things in subjection under the Son, Jesus' feet. For in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I read that verse, you think about it, it's, a, it's at first glance, it almost seems like double talk. Uh, really? I mean, all things have been put under his feet, but now we do not yet see all things under his feet. It's almost like, well, is it or isn't it? It is, but it isn't. Kind of. Listen carefully. I'm going somewhere, so just hold with me for, for a moment. This is not heresy. It's, this is good. <laughs> when, when Jesus died and rose again, he accomplished or finished everything that needed to be done to regain dominion. All things were put under, he bruised the serpent's head, didn't he? It was a finished work, but in our time, it's still playing out. God sees it as though it's already accomplished 
because he's the everlasting God. Where God dwells, it's already done. And what's even better is we are there seated with him. As if hey, God sees us as if we're already there. <laughs> Isn't that great? Look at Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. Even when we were dead in trespasses, may, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right. Somebody say all right. <laughs> He sees us as if we're already there. And I know uh, I know some of you got to be thinking, well, I'm in heavenly places, but I sure do feel like I'm sitting in the chair on Harrison Street in Kingman, Arizona. And we are here, but God sees us uh, as if we are there also. Whoo, man, I'm, uh, I'm uh, liable to get a little excited here. You'll have to forgive me. But, oh, he's got it worked out for us. He's the everlasting God, was, is, is to come. And so this, is, I know, is kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? But I have a purpose in saying this, and I'm going to bring this kind of to a conclusion in a little bit. <laughs> here's, here's the point. Listen, very important. <clears throat> we don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. Amen. We're going to make it because he made it for us. Look at 1 Thessalonians 2.19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Isn't that great? He sees us as already in the presence of Jesus at his coming. I'm looking forward to that day, aren't you? I look forward to the rapture where we're snatched up and then caught up together with him. And then we come back riding when he puts everything right on the earth, creates a new heaven, new earth. My point tonight is the everlasting God has got our tomorrow in his hand. We're going to be all right. Tell yourself, I'm going to be all right because of the everlasting God. We can be confident about our tomorrows and our forever. You know, when we're, when, and there are young people here, when you're young, you don't think a whole lot about the future and tomorrow, you know. I, I, didn't, I didn't think as, I think more about it today is what I'm trying to say. I'm getting a little older. Thank you. Uh, I am getting a little older. I think about the future more. I think about my tomorrows more. And, and the older we get, our tomorrow or our forever seems a whole lot closer, doesn't it? And it can be a concern. But listen, we don't have to worry about our tomorrow or our forever because God is already there for us. Amen. Psalm 48, verse 14, for this God this is wonderful. I, you know, to let this sink into you. For this God 
is our God. Say, my God, forever and ever. <laughs> he will be our guide even to the end. He's got us covered because he's God. He's El Olam, the everlasting God, was, is, is to come. He's our God, and he has got our future in his hand. In Psalm 136 and verse 1, one last verse. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you to do that right now. I want to ask you to give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Will you praise God with me? Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> you are good. <clears throat> You're good. El Olam, everlasting God. You're good. You're so good. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Good. You're not only God, but you're our God. Say, my God. <clears throat> our everlasting God has mercy for us that lasts until our forever. For his mercy endures forever could literally read unto thee forever. His mercy last or endures unto thee forever. He's the everlasting God. Was, is, is to come. He was in our past, he's in our now, and he's going to be in our forever. He's got us covered. Say, he's, he's got me covered. And say it again, my God is the everlasting God. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, I hope nobody leaves discouraged tonight or, or uh, uh, tired and weary or disillusioned or any other kind of dis. <laughs> At disease, I pray God tonight as we are going to close right in a word of prayer, I pray God just comforts, encourages, lifts us up on wings of eagles. Wow, man. Wow. He'll lift us up, raise us up. We do experience hardship, difficulties, and things that sometimes cause us dis-ease. But listen, he's our God. He's the everlasting God. And he's there for us. He is here for us in our now. And he's going to be there tomorrow. There are things that we've got ahead that may look daunting. Don't be afraid. We're not to fear. Fear not. Why? Because God is our God. He's going to be there in our tomorrows. Aren't you glad for that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Let's bow our heads tonight. If you came and you've never given your life to Christ or you've been away from him for a long time, tonight you're here by appointment so that he can bring forgiveness and restoration in your life. And you would like to be prayed for in this prayer just before we leave tonight for forgiveness of your sins. Nobody looking around for a moment. You just slip your hand up and say, would you just by that hand lift it up, you acknowledge your need. God bless you. God bless you. 
Praise God. Amen. You can put your hands down. Anybody else? Maybe you've never done this before. God, God, come through for you. God has come through for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just where you are, just say, thank you, Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this prayer. If you'd pray this out loud with me, Jesus, thank you. You've been there in my past. You're here in my now. You'll be there in my future. Thank you that in the past, you already died. You rose again from the dead. And today, I believe you died for me. I ask for your forgiveness by the shedding of your blood. I'm forgiven. Thank you for doing that in the past so that I could experience it today. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to worry about my tomorrows. You're already there. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship him, would you? Thank him. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You're already there. You're already there. Already there. <clears throat> already there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just let, just for a moment before we dismiss, just let the, the, the presence of God touch you, minister to you, that calm. Be calm, be still, be calm, and know that he is God. Be calm, be still, and know that he is God. We wait upon the Lord, and our strength is renewed. God's doing that right now. Uh, the Holy Spirit's doing that right now all across this building. Just receive. Just re I know there's troubling things. Your mind can, can trip ahead, but listen. He's renewing your strength. He's going to be there tomorrow. He's going to be there in our forever. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. He's renewing our strength. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, everlasting God. Thank you, Jesus. Presence of God. Wonderful, beautiful, incredible. So what are you waiting for? Oh, I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting, standing here. <laughs> kind of sitting, but standing, but kind of sitting on the inside. I, I'm not passed out tonight in my mind. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm, I, we are seated with him in heavenly places. Just, just enjoy sitting there just for a moment. You know that right now as we are seated here on Harrison Street in Kingman, Arizona, we are also seated with him in heavenly places. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Strength. Strength. In Jesus' name. Say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now give the Lord another big clap, would you? Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.